0: Welcome to the Work Wonders Podcast, where we simplify HR for small business. I'm Susan. And I'm Angela. Let's dive into today's episode and answer what you've been wondering about. Today's episode is all about the Great Resignation. What is it? Why is it happening? And how do you survive it? So, let's get started. This is the Work Wonders Podcast.
1: So, Susan, the Great Resignation, that's a buzzword that we've been hearing for a little while now. We've had a lot of questions about it, but each of it has... And we've seen it over in the US and the UK, Mm -hmm.
0: but it has started to come into Australia. Would you agree? Oh, yes. In fact, um, there's been quite a lot of data coming out on that lately. And in fact, the Institute of Public Accountants did a survey and found out that 64% of Australian businesses are finding that skill shortages are impacting their productivity.
1: Wow, 64%. So that's yes. a lot of people having
0: trouble finding talent. Well, yeah, talent
1: yeah. Mm. Oh, Well, to me, the great resignation, look, it's a lot of things, but I guess people might be deciding, you know, to change their career or mm-hmm. everyone's taken stock, haven't they, wouldn't you agree, through through COVID?
0: Definitely, mm.
1: including business owners probably. Yeah. So I think there, you know, there's lots of examples I can think of where I've heard of people wanting to change career. You know, For example, someone that used to work in retail or maybe even hospitality and we all know that that particular industry was had a lot of upheaval during lockdowns and yeah. that affected a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, people are really taking stock of what's important in their life and making decisions upon that, True. maybe even changing career. Mm-hmm. I saw in the news, well, we're relatively recently. Um, someone even famous like Emma Wiggle. Oh yes, <laughs> uh, she had that sort of epiphany, you know, where she thought about her career and what she was doing and made that big change because of what had happened during lockdown. So that's definitely happening for people. It's probably quite a bit of that in the entertainment industry. <laughs> yeah, that's another one that's had it. A- also, people are
0: trying out their own business. Yeah, I think there's, there's a real that. rise of startups, As you know, well. mm. and I think there's the whole. Um, there's been a lot more publicity around insecure work and people realizing just what that means. You know, if you're working in a shop but it can't open because of lockdown, or even the fact that uh, I imagine for some people it makes them anxious to work in a situation where they're exposed to the public. Yeah, and getting you know more chance of infection at the moment, so. There's so many reasons why people would go. Oh, I think I might do something else. But of course, the one that we hear about all the time is working from home. Oh, so people yeah. People liking that flexibility.
1: Yeah, and even we were reflecting how we've not seen this before that we've had this real discussion around working from home being the norm.
0: That's right, <laughs> rather than the exception. Whether if we were recording this podcast three years yeah. ago, we'd be talking about uh, why can't employers be more flexible. No. <laughs> You're
1: right, you're right. <laughs> but I think, you know, it hasn't just been an, a, a sort of, you know, short-term thing, Um, two 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 and a half years even. For mm. some employers, they've had their staff working from home and that's become a real habit for people. They've seen, they've lived that, they've really understood how that can impact their their life and yeah. other sort of aspects. So I think some people are wanting that to continue.
0: Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, another study I saw said that fifty three percent of SMEs are concerned about retaining their staff mm. over the next twelve months. And a part of that is that staff aren't satisfied when they're told that they need to come back. In fact, two thirds of employers want everyone to back in the office. Yeah, right. So there's a bit of a mismatch there. Yeah, whereas ninety percent of employees are going, Oh well I quite like this yeah. flexibility. You ninety know. percent, wow. Yeah, yeah. So I can I can put in hours after the kids go to bed. I can be around for school pickup, mm. things like that. So and that's
1: a really different landscape, isn't it? The oh, traditional so nine different. to five is kind of gone out the window. Yeah. There's not every and industry is like that or not every job. 50% about- of jobs
0: can work from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you only have to travel on a train in a big city to see how many you are. How fewer? There's a lot less people on commuting during peak hours these days is what I'm trying to say, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so
1: I can think of, you know, it might not just be the obvious one like people wanting to not commute. Maybe people are in a family that don't have two cars and it's really convenient to not have to drive anywhere. Maybe it's more about the flexibility of being able to just be there for school drop-off and pick up and that sort of thing or go to appointments or care for someone or studying or fitting in other
0: things. So there's a lot of reasons why it's happening. Mm. We've brainstormed some things mm. that you should do about it.
1: <laughs> well, I think the first massive one we'll talk about, and, and it's a term we're familiar with, EVP or employee value proposition. Nice big term, but basically what it means is how you represent yourself as an employer in the big wide world, <laughs> yeah. basically. And, you know, how attractive are you? Yeah. How do you treat your current staff? How do you recruit? You know, what sort of ways do you do that? And what are your values? What's your purpose Mm. for your business? There's a real rise in people wanting to not just go and do a job to get paid,
0: but actually live a life of meaning and have that job aligned to that. Yeah, I think so. I think if you've been isolated or um, you've been locked down, um, it would cause you to reflect on what you're actually doing day to day in your job. Mm. And is that? what you wanted to be doing and is that a contribution that you can make. Yeah, it is important for organisations to be clear about what their values and their purpose are and to represent that to potential employees. Yeah,
1: and not just when you're recruiting but all the time. Yeah. You know, celebrate how you deal with your staff. Do you... Mm -hmm you know encourage them in certain ways is there special things about your workplace you know um, open up the lens and let us know like what that's like in your particular workplace that gives people a sense of what they'll be walking into Um, but you can also be really upfront like you said about the purposes and the values and that sort of thing and and bring that into your recruitment practices and into the way that you're dealing with your staff across everything Um, and it will give people that alignment to what they're looking for.
0: And I'd say also don't be shy about how successful you are as a business either. Job security being such a big thing at the moment, people need to be able to see that they're signing on with an organisation where they might have a future and whether that's a career path or a, a longer term role. Yeah it's going to help if they know that you've been around for a while and you're going to be around for a while to come.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I think mental health is another thing that has popped up
0: during Mm. lockdowns
1: and COVID and all of that really. And so that's another thing that needs to be brought to the forefront in terms of the way you look after your staff. What are you doing about their mental health in their work and how would you support a new person if they were to step into that?
0: Those things we've just talked about are really focused on attracting new staff and mm-hmm. people are having a lot of trouble hiring at the moment mm-hmm. we know that we'll come back to attracting new staff but I wanted to spend a bit of time talking about hanging on to the ones that you've got oh yeah good because yeah. even though we're talking about the context in the context of not having enough staff yeah it's possible that your employees are also thinking about yeah, about why am on. I doing what I'm doing do I want to do another have another career yeah so I think it's important that you get across that in terms of your team and what their needs are and what they're looking for in a workplace mm. because the thing about a war for talent is that it, they're the ones who are winning. Yeah,
1: <laughs> unfortunately. I hate
0: using that war terminology to be quite <laughs> honest. You know, it's a it's a candidate's market at the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, they could easily find another role if, for whatever reason, they decide they're not getting what they want, where they are with you. Just on that retention and, you know, as opposed to hiring new people or having to replace people, one thing I think you can do to increase your productivity is retrain the existing staff. Mm, Okay, yep. So you might want to upskill them if there's particular areas that, you know, you feel aren't covered. So if at the moment you're finding you're not getting the work done that needs to be done, really analyse what's getting, what is getting done yeah. that maybe doesn't need to be done. Does that mm. make sense?
1: Yeah, so I, um, with the staff that you have, what can they do? What's missing? Yes. And is there a way to fill that gap with what you've already got in-house? Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. And
0: that might mean that you're putting aside things that in the past we would have called busy work, I suppose. Yep. So there might be things like, um, you know, a weekly report that you ask for but you never look at. <laughs> of course, none of our lessons would ever do that. <laughs> yeah, so just um, doing a bit of an audit yeah. to make sure you've got the skills in-house mm. that, that you need before you go looking outside. Yeah, because
1: it's a lot easier to train up what you've already got there than yeah. having to start from scratch.
0: Yeah, so it might you know, be quite simple to upskill. Um, just make sure that you've got an employment contract <laughs> so, and cover yourself with them upskilling with you and then leaving as soon as they've got the qualification. Yes.
1: On that, we talked about recruitment, but also the people that are already there with you, being open with them about what is it about the job that they align with. So back to that values and purpose, mm. um, having really open discussions about that, what they want to do with the job, where they see their career going, um, what is it that's really important to them you know obviously for some people it will be still that flexibility and the working from home so having a really the really open look at mm. does the job need to be worked from the
0: office or or wherever you are or can it be worked remotely yeah And be willing to be flexible about the hours, Mm. for example. And this applies to recruitment as well. You might find that if you're prepared to have someone part time, you'll get many more applicants. Oh,
1: yes. Part time jobs often do. Especially
0: during school hours? Yes. (laughs)
1: Yeah, they're hard to find. So, look, the reality is that that's what's out there in the current market. People are looking for that flexibility and working from home or at least a hybrid or some sort of flexible option. So, It's a hard question to have, but if you're the business owner thinking, no, I really need them to be here at my office or whatever – is it because that's where the job needs to be worked, you know? Is it a front-facing position that needs to see customers, for example, or something like a mechanic <laughs> and can't do that from home? Or is it more of a case that you're just not feeling really steady about how to manage that person from home long-term?
0: Yeah, so if that is the case, you know, and sometimes we don't like to confront these things mm, in ourselves. That's no, tough. Angela or I would be quite happy to have a chat with you about how you can upskill yourself to manage remote style, yeah, and what sort of things you might need to put in place to, to make that easier for both you and your staff. Hi, Susan here. Now, I'll admit it, sometimes being a small business owner really sucks. If you're feeling like that right now, you need to get onto the Work Wonders website and download my free guide. It's called Learn to Love Your Business in Six Simple Steps. It's based on my over 15 years' experience as a consultant, including the trials and tribulations of surviving a pandemic. You'll find the link at workwonderspodcast.com.au. Okay, so let's have a chat about you're in the situation, you've analysed the skills in your organisation, you've spoken to your staff, you still need to hire and you're still having trouble, you just can't find that person out there. What are you going to do? Well, one of the things that I would start with
1: is your offer and the job description. Okay. I I would have a look at that and just, again, be honest with yourself. Take stock of it as objectively as you can. (laughs) It's hard if you're the one that's written it or come up with the job or managing that job. But Mm -hmm. um, just be open about it and think, okay, is this all the tasks that I need done? And does it fit together? Uh, Because if you're taking that to market and it's not getting a response or you're not getting that combination of skills that you're after – that's telling you something. So either you're looking to, I don't know, combine some skills that are not likely to be there or it's just not the right sort of fit. So That's a
0: good point, yeah. And I think also you need to review what you're going to pay for yeah. the wrong. Where do they find that information to make sure that they're up with the market? Where mm. does an employer find that info? Well, most
1: positions would be covered by an award. So the first port of call would be Fair Work Ombudsman. Yeah, Um, They've got a great tool. I think we've spoken about that in previous episodes, but we can pop a link in the show notes for this too. But that would be a great place to start to understand what award, what classification and go from there. Mm -hmm. That's the absolute minimum you have to offer. Um, But you do have flexibility to go higher if you can afford Mm.
0: that. So it's going to come down to what you can afford mm. in the long run, isn't it?, yeah. but it may be a worthwhile investment anyway. If you're losing business because you can't deliver to deadlines, yeah, uh, you might just have to pay a bit more to get the right person, yeah.
1: I have had examples where candidates might have multiple positions or multiple offers that oh, they, yes. they have on the table at one particular time. So I've heard of people wanting to use things like a financial sign-on bonus, you know, like a one-time oh, okay. payment for them starting, or it might be more a case of someone referring them to the job. So if you're putting words out to people like your yes. your networks or even your, your employees, And encouraging them to put someone forward, if
0: that happens and it's all successful, Mm. someone gets a bonus for Mm. that, you know, a bit of a reward. So when do we decide if it's successful after the probation's
1: finished? (laughs) Well, that's a good point. (laughs) You'd have to decide whether it's when they actually start or or the probation, that'd be up to you.
0: So I think that leads in well to, you know, other sources of candidates Mm. apart from advertising, So where do you find these people? Which rock do you have to lift to look under to find someone?
1: That's a really good point. So it comes back to who is your ideal candidate? Mm -hmm. So I'd still take you back to the beginning there and think about, you know, what are they, where are they hanging out? What are they looking at? Are they in a particular industry? So they're looking at a particular website for jobs or is it more general? What about, do any industry magazines Mm -hmm.
0: take job ads?
1: Yep. Or are they in networks? You know, is there someone that you could reach out to that might, you know, know people in that industry or just generally sharing that? Yeah. And don't be scared to put it on your own website, your own social media. No, definitely not. Tell your staff, you know, that sort of thing. If you've got a great reputation as an employer... You know the the employees that you have are enjoying working with you, yeah. and,
0: and you're tell. happy with them. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, they're going to tell everyone about it, and so you're yep. kind of like finds
0: like you know. Yeah, spread the word mm. and ask your networks to spread the word. Definitely an important thing in this current market, I think. So Angela, what do you think about putting up signs in your local area? Like if you're yeah. a very localized. Business.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If that's important to you to have someone from a local area, if, you know, they need to have local knowledge or things like that. Or if you're in an industry like retail, for example, where someone that might be walking past your shop who admires it um, would be a great (laughs) candidate, that might be a really good thing or it just could be a way of getting the word even further. The aim of the game is to let everybody know. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's
0: true. Spread the word as well as possible. (laughs)
1: And if you're feeling stuck, um, that you just still, you know, you've done all those things that we've talked about, and you still just can't find that right person, or they're just not coming across you, because, um, look, it can be a bit of a gamble recruitment. You know, you need the person that is your ideal candidate to be looking at your job and looking for a time. job <laughs> yeah. at that exact moment. Yeah. So it's a bit hard. Um, but there are other alternatives. So if it's not an employee, you could think of something like a contractor. Or freelancer, freelancer or, yeah, yeah, like outsourcing that work,
0: yeah, and that might even be someone overseas, could be, yeah, could take you know a different type of management, and, but it might be worth it in the long run, yeah, if it's someone good who's got the skills that you can't find here, yeah, and, and so as well as looking at those alternative options to employees, um, while you are looking at candidates, the people who've applied for the role and you're looking at the broader market, keep in mind that skills can also be transferable. So sometimes we just need to use our imagination a bit in um, looking at, you know, if someone's got these skills over here, that wasn't precisely what I was looking for, but could they slot in to to doing this? And Mm. in your business, you've probably found that you... You do that all the time. You know, you might hire someone for your um, construction business to work in reception who was a doctor's receptionist before because of the important skills are easily transferable. Yeah. So be open and flexible and um, willing to take a punt on those if it's the right fit in terms of personality and culture and values. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So once you've done all that hard work and you've found someone or you're retraining them or whatever it might be. For your particular business, you want to keep them, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we want yeah, to make we, sure yeah, we retain exactly. them and they don't resign, like we're talking about. Um, so, Susan, how would you advise to future proof, I guess, from that
0: happening? Well, before advising, I'd say we all have to do that now, mm. you know, if we anything we've learned in the last couple of years is that you know anything can happen, yeah, so we need to be able to be flexible, make sure that. The staff that we have on board have skills across the board to fill in gaps, but that they're also able to cope with change quickly and that's going to be important to you. But most important of all is to make sure that they're engaged in the business, which brings us full cycle back to your EVP, really. Yeah, yeah. So making it clear that your staff are important to you, that you value their skills and making sure that they're aligned with what you're trying to achieve in the business. You won't know that unless you talk to them about what you're trying to achieve yeah. in the business. And if there's anything that I've noticed over the years, a lot of uh, business owners will think, well, of course they know, you know, we, yeah. we've developed our vision and mission and our values. And of course they know that and of course they understand. But I really think you can't over-communicate that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And it has to be lived as well. You have to be seen to be living that yeah and if
1: anything COVID's taught us it's a great equaliser hasn't it been you know we're all human um and so I think taking away what might be scary about having those discussions and just being open and honest and human with people about that it's always appreciated and that's also better
0: for everybody's mental health I think
1: we hope you got some helpful takeaways from today's episode where we talked about the great resignation what it is and what you can do about it What stood out for you today that you might implement in your own business? Perhaps it was the EVP, the employee value proposition, thinking about how you talk about your values and purpose and how you treat your employees. Maybe it's engagement strategies and how you retain great staff in your business, flexible opportunities to continue working from home, or perhaps thinking outside the square and retraining your current staff. You can find the show notes for today's episode over on our website,
0: Thank you for listening to the Work Wonders Podcast. Hit subscribe now so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed today's, why not tell your friend and maybe even leave us a review. So what have you been wondering about? You can pop onto our website, workwonderspodcast.com.au and let us know. We'll talk to you again soon.